0: Hello and welcome to Richard Diamond, Private Detective from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The makers of Camel cigarettes present Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. of a cigarette is in the smoking. Steady smoking. Smoke only camels for 30 days and enjoy camels rich, full flavor. A flavor that no other cigarette has. You'll see how mild camels are pack after pack. How well they agree with your throat week in and week out. You'll soon see why camel is by far America's most popular cigarette. Why camel is the steady smoke for you. (coughs) Here transcribed is Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell.
2: Diamond Detective Agency for Mayhem of Distinction. Ooh. Ooh? Yes. Oh.
0: No, ooh. Why? Mayhem of Distinction. I said that. And I said ooh.
2: Was it that bad? Mm Mm-hmm. Say it.
0: Diamond Detective Agency for Mayhem of Distinction. Mm. See?
2: Yeah. But what am I going to do? About what? About slogans. Gets tough after a while.
0: How about when I call you up, I give the slogan instead?
2: Well, I don't know.
0: What do you mean you don't know?
2: I'll have to give you an audition. All right. I need a new one every morning. Fine. Starting tomorrow morning.
0: I'll call you back the minute I have one. Bless your heart. I'm going to see you tonight.
2: Sure, about seven.
0: Now, I'll call you back the minute I have one. Hey, uh, Diamond? Well... What? Uh, can I talk to you?
2: Sure, come on in. Rick? Somebody just came in. Oh. Bye. Bye. Wow. Been a long time, Tiny. Yeah. What can I do for you? I got a proposition. You do, huh? Yeah. How'd you like to make yourself 2500 Tiny, I like money, but when a guy like you has a proposition... It's on the up and up, Diamond. Well, if it is, it's the first time. Well, all you gotta do is listen. If you don't like it, you don't take it. For $2,500, I'll listen. You read the papers this morning? Yeah. Al Brenner skipped. I read that. Yeah, Al Brenner's was supposed to appear before the grand jury. They had enough on him to put him away for 20 years. There's a reward. $5,000. Yep. Uh-huh. 2500 would be half of that, wouldn't it? Just half. Where is he? Uh uh-uh. uh That's what you wanted me to listen to, isn't it? But I'm not sure I know where he is. I just think. You want me to make sure? Then I want you to help. I got the lead, but... I don't want to turn him in. You know what happens if the boys find out you tipped me. Well, I give it a lot of thought. Hmm. Look, uh, Tiny, Tiny, I, I, uh, I gotta be honest. I don't like you. Well, that's okay. I never did. Well, I'd done you a few favors when you was a cop. You came out all right, and I still didn't like you. I don't like professional stoolies. Well, okay, I'm not And especially you. I don't like one for a partner. Well, then take the whole 5000 and pay me for my services. No, no. If I can do Walt Levinson a favor and bring in Brenners and still make $2,500, we will split it right down the middle. It's a deal? As long as I don't have to see you too much. Now, this is what I've got. There's a guy named Stringer. You heard of him? I don't think so. But he's not a local boy. He's an import. He used to work for Brenners back in St. Louis, 1929, 30. When Brenners moved east, he stayed and did himself some good. That's before my time. Well, Stringer's in town. So what? I hear Brenner's ain't even skipped town. I hear he's hiding out right in town somewhere until the heat cools. That'd be smart. He knows they'd cover everything in and out. Well, Brenner skipped yesterday morning. The law didn't spot it until the afternoon. I heard about Stringer, and I started thinking. Brenner's needs a contact. He's smart, and he wouldn't trust any of his local boys. Hmm, so Stringer's it. Yeah. That's all you've got? No. I followed Stringer last night. And I lay ten to one, he saw Brenners. Where? You meet me tonight at the corner of Maple and Palm. Maple and Palm? Long Island. Well, what's out there? You'll be there. I'll show you. Oh, look, Tiny, you... Yeah, I'm just playing at save diamond. and I tell you everything, you could make the score wrong, and I couldn't open my mouth. Okay, Tiny. What time? Eight o'clock. Well, I'd made a deal with Tiny Gillespie half of a $5,000 reward for Al Brenner, one of the biggest hoodlums in the business. I'd known Tiny for a lot of years. He was a professional stoolie who knew the underworld like the inside of his shirt and didn't have a friend to his name. It was dangerous doing business with Tiny, but 2500 can take the edge off a lot of danger. I went home, changed my clothes, and was about to pick up the phone to call Helen. Yeah? I
0: called your office. Oh, hi, dear. How's this? Diamond Detective Agency. If you can't get Sherlock or Perry Mason for a hundred a day, I start chasing. Hello. Pretty good, huh?
2: Oh, it's uh, great. I thought so. Just great.
0: Uh, why'd you leave your office so early?
2: Uh, I was just going to call you. Rick. Uh... I can't make it until later, sweetheart. I'm sorry.
0: But I started such a wonderful dinner. And
2: I started making $2,500.
0: $2,500?
2: Yes, dear. Well, you
0: just take your time. The dinner's not that important.
2: I knew you'd understand.
0: Now, work hard and don't worry about me. I'll see you when you solve the case.
2: And get the $2,500.
0: Rick, you don't think that I'm only interested in the money.
2: Not in a million dollars. Uh, years. (laughs) Because Helen was so interested in my welfare, I managed to borrow her convertible, and by 8 o'clock I was parked at the corner of Maple and Palm on Long Island. It was easy to understand why Tiny had picked the spot to meet. It was as dark as a mine shaft, and there wasn't a house within a half mile. I lit a camel, sat back to wait. It got to be 8.15, and Tiny still hadn't arrived. By 8.30, I was beginning to wonder if he ever would. And by 9, I was sure he wouldn't. I turned the car back for town, kicked myself all the way there. A guy like Tiny you couldn't trust, and I was feeling a little more than guilty for getting involved. By the time I hit Broadway, I was madder than a wild bull with a hot foot. I turned right, drove down to the river in a dive called the Purple Guider, a hangout for a wide bum and a stoolie named Tiny Gillespie. There were only a few customers in the room, and a bartender named Samson that I'd done business with before. Hello, Mr. Damien. Oh, hello, Samson. I'm looking for Tiny Gillespie. He ain't here. How about a drink? Mm, no, I'm not interested in a long illness. Have you seen Tiny? Earlier. What's earlier? Around 7. He left around 7. Know where he was going? He didn't leave no forwarding address. What's he done? I was just looking for him. If you see him, tell him that, will you? I'll tell him. Huh? Hey. Hmm? Friend of yours. Well, well, well. Hi. Get the skids? What are you doing? Looking for a chocolate malt? <laughs> Hello, Samson. Hi, Lieutenant. Yeah, not thirsty. You guys are turning into snobs. You don't give us much choice, Samson. It's that or a stomach bump. Huh. I shoulder your insults with complete disinterest. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you looking for, Fatty? Who says I am? The you're wearing that official frown. Prune-brow Levinson. Samson, you seen Tiny Gillespie? Oh... He's getting popular. What do you mean, ho-ho? Just ho-ho. What do you mean, he's getting popular? Mr. Diamond was just asking for him. Ho-ho. That's what I meant. Uh, What did you want him for, Rick? He was supposed to meet me. Why? Just a dog. About what? Oh, stop acting like a cop. What's it all about? I'm just in checking on Tiny's activities prior to 8 o'clock tonight. And just what did Tiny do prior to 8 o'clock tonight? For one thing... He got himself
3: killed.
1: Before we continue with Richard Diamond, here are a few words about smoking enjoyment for proof of the mildness of camels the makers of camels went to noted throat specialists. These doctors made weekly examinations of the throats of hundreds of people, people with normal throats from coast to coast who smoked only camels for 30 days. After making 2,470 examinations, the throat specialist reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Make your own 30-day camel test, the thorough, sensible test of cigarette mildness. Smoke only camels for 30 days and enjoy the rich, full flavor of America's most popular cigarette. See how mild camels are, how well they agree with your throat, pack after pack, week after week. You'll soon see that camel is the steady smoke for you. Oh
3: mild, oh mild, how mild, how mild, how mild can a cigarette be? Make the camel
2: 30-day test and you'll see.
1: And now, back to Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell.
2: It all started when a professional stool pigeon named Tiny Gillespie thought he knew the whereabouts of Al Brenner, the missing defendant in a grand jury investigation. Tiny had agreed to meet me at 8 o'clock that night, but he never showed up. And when I went looking for him, I ran into Lieutenant Walt Levinson, 5th Precinct Police. Walt told me Tiny had been killed. We went out of the station where we talked more about it. He was killed sometime between 7.30 and 8. Where? About a half mile from where you say you were supposed to meet him. How? Oh, beaten to death. What? That's right. Somebody really worked him over. Well, wait a minute, I got a medical report here, son. Yeah, here it is. Broken back, fracture of the femur, fracture Okay, of the... okay. He was a mess. Want a cookie, Bright Eyes? No, no thanks, Fatty. Help yourself. Is that part of your diet? Yeah. Rips the weight off you. That's obvious. Tell me, uh, Skinny, you ever of a hood named Stringer? Stringer? St. Louis. Worked for Al Brenner's in 1929 and 30. Well, what's she got to do with it? Tiny's been following him. Tiny thought Stringer was working as a contact for Brenner's. Tiny say Brenner's were still in town? He thought so. He said he followed the string to some place, and he believed he met with Brenner's. Rick, you ought to know better than to get mixed up with a guy like Tiny. You ought to double date with my conscience. Well, I drink better care than you do. Oh, uh, want some coffee? Yeah, black. Sugar? Of the usual, twelve lumps. <laughs> Listen, sweetie pie. If Brenner's is close, and Tiny was supposed to meet you a half mile from where he was killed, it's a good bet Brenner's could still be in that area, unless he skipped again and found out. Tiny had him spotted. Mm. Well, he knows he'd never get out of town now, and I don't think he's too worried about killing Tiny. I don't think he'd ever figured Tiny would tell anybody what he knew. He knows Tiny's done business with the law. Mm. And he knows that the law would have come instead of Tiny. That's right. I think Brenner's is worried, but if he's got a good hideout, I think he'll stay put. Here's a lab report on Tiny. Scrapings from the bottom of his shoes indicate fertilizer and new grass. Tiny's body was lying at the bottom of a gully. Nothing but dirt and clay. Mm. Any houses near? Not for miles. Show me on the map where the body was found. Sure. Right there. Mm. I was supposed to meet him there. Maple and Palm. Sure isn't much in that section. Tiny couldn't have been too far from me before he was killed. He wouldn't have picked Maple and Palm if it was very far from what he wanted to show me. That makes sense. But they sure wouldn't dump his body too close to Brenner's hideout. Okay, okay. Maybe they drove him five or ten miles. Five or ten miles in every direction from Mabel and Palm. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of territory. Yeah, I know. Well, you better start checking it. I've got a hunch you'll dig up Brenner's. I'll put out an APB on the stringer guy as soon as I check the records and talk with St. Louis for a description. Fine. I'll see you later. Where are you going? To see if I can beat you to Brenner's. Now, look, right eye. Oh, honey, with Tiny Dead, there's a big old 5,000 all in one chunk. I'll let you know if I find Brenner's. I don't want the glory, just the loot. I left the station, climbed in the car, and a drive to a gas station where I filled up with gas and picked up a map of the Long Island section. Then I went back to my office and started checking the Long Island phone directory. I knew it would take me a week to find a new lawn, and Walt was already doing that, so I concentrated on something else. I looked for some place that might sell fertilizer and grass seed. There was one such place in that area, Hudson Garden Supplies, and there was a phone. I took a chance that maybe the owner or someone lived there and called it. Ah, yeah. Is this the Hudson Garden Supply? Huh? Is this the Hudson Garden... Yes, yeah, who is this? Well, who is this? This is Hudson. Who is this? My name's Diamond. Well, what do you want? It's after 12. Did you sell any fertilizer or grass seed in the last two or three weeks? Are you kidding? You do sell fertilizer? Oh, look, wise guy. Oh, come on. This is police business. Police? Lieutenant Walt Levinson, 5th Precinct. I thought you said your name was... Diamond. Now, you want us to come out and pull you out of bed? Oh, look, I'm sorry. It sounded like a gag. Well, have you sold any fertilizer or grass seed in the last few weeks? Oh. Yeah, sell a lot of fertilizer. It's good fertilizer. Any grass seed? Yeah. To an address in that area? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. I sold a big load. Who'd you sell it to? Well, I don't remember the bill. I'll have to look it up. Look it up? Well, now? Unless you want us to come out there and help you. Well, okay. Hold the phone. my <sighs> job. Hello? Yeah? Uh, that grass seed went to 7788 Shoreham Drive. What's the name on the bill? The uh, Hillview Rest Home. You sell any other grass seed the last week? No, but it's a lot of flowers and plants and plenty of fertilizer. You must love your work.
3: <laughs>
2: I climbed back into the car and headed back for Long Island on 7788 Shoreham Drive. Forty minutes later, I pulled up on a lonely dark road and turned the car lights out. The Hillview rest home stood out against the moon like a lonely castle. It was dark except for a light in one of the wings and the grounds were surrounded by a high fence. I got out of the car and started walking. I kept going until I found a section of fence that a man might climb and not be seen from the house. I went up and over, dropping down and stopping my fall with my hands. When I felt my hands, They were wet and covered with new grass. There were about a hundred yards between the fence and the main building, and the moon reflected off the wet grass like a mirror. If anybody was watching from the house, I'd never make it without being seen. i bent as low as I could and ran about halfway and stopped, listening. It was like a bad dream, crouching under the moon, trying to make my breath come out slowly so it wouldn't show against the cold and feeling like I wanted to dig a hole and hide right there, or better still, wake up. I started again, running low, looking from side to side, but never behind. I got to the main building and slammed myself against it. I stayed there until I caught my breath. Then I moved around to the front door and tried it. I got the surprise of my life. It was open. I found myself standing in a large room, dark, except for a small red light burning over a door at the back. A staircase to my left led to the floors above, and there was another smaller room to my right that was black, except for the shafts of moonlight slanting down through the barred windows. Barred windows and an open door. Something was wrong.
3: Don't move. Hmm? Don't move.
2: He was behind me, probably waiting behind the door. When I came in, and with the door unlocked like that, I figured he had been expecting me. If you turn around, I'll shoot you. In that case, you'll pardon my back. I'll take your gun. I don't have one. What would you call this? Oh, that's really just a big cigarette lighter? Yeah. Now your wallet. Oh, look, what is this? Richard Diamond, private detective. Yeah. Private detective. Who may retire. Yeah, I think I can guarantee it. Did you spot me causing alarm? When you climbed the fence, it set off an alarm. Well, my car broke down. I thought maybe... You could use the phone. Yeah. I'm afraid I don't believe you. Who is it, Barnes? You better come down and see. He's a private detective. Turn on the light. He had a gun. Well. You know him? Hello, Brenners. He's a private cop, all right. Used to be a legit cop. How are you, Diamond? Surprised. I thought you skipped. You know I didn't. Tiny got to you, huh? Tiny? I told you. I told you. we. Oh, shut up. Look, you've got to get out of here. I'll lose my whole business. You're making enough off But now with this private detective and that man last night, no telling how many more... How tiny find me? I don't know who you're talking about, Brenners. I'm just as surprised at seeing you as... I oh, you lie. Brenners, please. He might have told the police what he knows. They'd be here by now if he had. You're going to be in a little trouble... hiding out a man who's wanted by the federal government. He's right, Brenners. Whether he's trying to talk himself out of a jam or not, he's right. Relax. When Stringer gets here, I'll leave. Thank goodness. In the meantime, you better take care of Diamond. You mean like... Uh... Yeah. The way you did with Tiny Gillespie. Yeah, no, but he's in there with... You don't want to lose this place, do you? No. And I don't want anybody around to talk about me. How come you worked Tiny over like that? Why didn't you just use your gun? <laughs> You're in for a treat, Diamond. Mm. You're going to have a hard time working me over like that. Oh, we're not going to do a thing. Hey, better take him downstairs. Stringer should be here any minute. Yeah, all right. Walk over to that door. Nice seeing you again, Diamond. Yeah. Open the door. Go on, I'll have to shoot you. Keep going down those stairs. You're making a big mistake. I have no choice. State's evidence might get you off easy. on oh, a murder charge might get just life, and I might not. Stop right there. Open the door and go on in. Oh, now, Lord! I'll shoot you right here. Okay. Alf. Alf. I'm here. What is that? I got somebody for you, Alf. Get in there. What a oh, uh, I was locked in the basement, and there was someone else there with me. It was a man. His head was shaved clean, and his eyes were wild and staring. He was sitting in a corner, and as he pulled himself up, he looked at me, tipped his head to one side like he was listening to something. i got better take care of you, too, huh? Then he was on his feet, shoulders hunched, and his arms hanging at his sides. And even bent over like that, he must have been six and a half feet tall. He shuffled towards me like an ape, and I realized what it was that had given Tiny such a beating. You're bigger than less. You're gonna give me a little fight? Easy, boy, easy. <laughs> I put my back to the wall and kept circling him, but he seemed to enjoy watching me try to get away. He'd reach out, and when I ducked, he'd smile a horrible mouthful of teeth and rub his hands together like a little kid with a new game. <laughs> I kept moving, talking to him, trying to calm him down, but I knew there wasn't a chance. The basement was a solid four walls and the heavy locked door, and one of us would have to die before the night was over. The way things stood, it was pretty obvious who it was going to be, and if I kept running, I was going to get tired and die a lot quicker. I stopped. Don't you wanna play no more? He looked almost unhappy, like he wanted to keep on playing or wasn't going to be able to. He started moving in again and I kicked him as hard as I could in the stomach. He doubled over and for a second I felt bad, then he straightened and rushed me. He got his arms around me and it was like being caught by a boa constrictor. The harder I fought, the tighter he squeezed. I started to pass out, thought I heard shots, then he picked me up over his head and threw me the length of the room. I, I tried to sit up, but I was too dazed. In the half light, I watched him shuffle in, his arms swinging. He was so strong, and didn't even know he was fighting a man. Just a doll that wouldn't play anymore, and he was going to break it in a thousand pieces. He reached for me just when somebody on the other side of the door started shooting. The giant stopped as the bolt of the door was pulled back, and then he turned. Rick! you come to fight me, too? Look out, boss. Rick. It, how would you find me, boss? Located Stringer and tailed him. Saw Helen's car parked outside the fence. What is that thing over there? Oh, just an animal. It used to be a man, I guess. That's the way Tiny got killed. <sighs> How bad are you? Oh, just shaken up. But another couple of minutes and... Well, I'll give you a hand. <clears throat> Thanks. <sighs> you get Brenners? Yeah, they're putting him in the car. Leave on me. I'm okay. What was all the shooting outside the door? Oh, Barnes. He uh, didn't want to let me in. Who told you I was down here? The minute we came through the front door, Barnes headed down the stairs. I spotted him and went after him. Oh, bless your little heart. Uh, what are you going to do with that 5,000? Oh, Walt, I'm going to buy you the best present you ever had in your life.
1: Like it, dear?
0: Oh, it's a beautiful stall.
2: Well, it's, it's really nothing. Nothing? Got the beast during a summer safari in Africa. No, but by Jove, this is mink. Well, what did you expect, old girl? Unborn meadow mouse? No, but look here. There isn't a mink within
0: 10,000 miles of Africa.
2: Come to think of it, he was rather winded. <laughs> well, now, don't laugh, old girl. That mink was the biggest animal I've ever seen. Stood six feet high and weighed 180. Couldn't kill him.
3: Well, then how did you ever get the stall?
2: Gave him a haircut.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I will sit right there and play the piano while I run upstairs and put on something that'll show off my
2: stove. No, I did. Mm-hmm. What a memory. Oh, baby, what I couldn't do with plenty of money and you. In spite of the worry that money brings Just a little filthy lucre buys a lot of
1: things And I can take you to places you'd like to go But outside of that I've no use
2: for gold It's the root of all evil Of strife and upheaval But I'm certain, honey That life could be sunny With plenty of money And you... That was pretty. Thank you. Ooh. How do I look? Oh, that mink never had it so good. Are we going to dinner? Right, dear. I'm going to buy you the fancy. Oh, I'll get it. Asher's Mink Farm. Rick, your present just arrived. Oh, I hope you like it, Wolf. I don't know how to thank you. Well, it's, it's nothing. I know. Wear it in good health and I'll see you soon. I'll never forget you for this, old man. Bye. What? Mm-hmm. He loved his present. Well,
3: you got him a present, too.
2: But well, he saved my life. I bought him a beautiful cashmere uniform. Cashmere uniform? He couldn't get over it. Now, let's go, dear. Rick. Hmm?
0: You must have spent an awful lot of money.
2: For the people I love. I've still got about 1500 left.
0: That's pretty good after taxes. Taxes! Rick?
1: Oh, give me a pencil, give me a pistol.
0: right there on the stand. Oh. Didn't you take out any withholding?
2: $5,000. $750 casualty uniform. Only $750 stole. Take away. Take away. Take away. Oh! Ricky! I owe the government $1,600!
1: Dick Powell will return in just a minute. Tens of thousands of doctors, doctors in all branches of medicine, in all parts of the country, were asked what cigarette they smoked. The brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Enjoy Camels, the cigarette so many doctors enjoy. And say, friends, buy your Camels by the carton, the handy, thrifty way. Yes, that way you always have camels when you want them.
3: Oh my my camel
1: cigarette be Smoke camels and Here's Dick Powell with a special message. Thank
2: you. Ladies and gentlemen, the hospitalized men of our armed forces like to know that they're not forgotten. Each week the makers of camels send out thousands of packs of gift camels to these men. This week's camels go to Veterans Hospitals Aspenwall, Pennsylvania, and Louisville, Kentucky. Tinker Air Force Hospital, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. To all hospitals operated by the Army for U.S. forces in Austria. Now, until next week, enjoy Camel. I always do.
1: Tonight's transcribed adventure of Richard Diamond was written and directed by Blake Edwards with music by Frank Worth. Virginia Gregg played the part of Helen Asher and Alan Reed was Lieutenant Levinson. Others in the cast were Howard McNear, Ed Max, Jane Avello, and Joel Samuels. Be sure to listen to another great camel show, Vaughn Monroe and the Camel Caravan, every Saturday night.
3: The bite is out and the pleasure's in when you smoke Prince Albert.
1: The bite's out and the pleasure's in when you pack your pipe with America's largest-selling smoking tobacco, Prince Albert. PA's choice tobacco is specially treated to ensure against tongue bite. Yes, with Prince Albert, the bite's out and the pleasure's in. And there's more tobacco in the pocket tin. Listen next week for another exciting adventure of Richard Diamond starring Dick Powell. This is your FBI. The official broadcast from the files of the FBI follows immediately. Stay tuned. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the American Broadcasting Company.